everyone, and welcome to another episode of Let's Unpack That, your weekly podcast that is run by this queer millennial, where I dissect topics at the top of my mind through the lens of anxiety, depression, and all that not-so-good stuff. Um, so with me today um, are actually two people, which is very exciting, uh, blending a couple of the friend of the pod worlds. We have Kathleen, who was on the last episode and many others, and Erica, who was on a few episodes ago and a few more before that. So uh, super excited to have the two of them here. Um, today we are unpacking socialization during social distancing. So um, we've tackled a lot of of things I think related to the coronavirus. Um, we've all done Zoom happy hours. We've all done virtual game nights. Um, we've tried to connect with our families. We've all moved and, and been and living in different places. So we've talked about you know the coronavirus and uh, quarantine. I would say a couple times because that is sort of what's going on in our world, and we have nothing else to share beyond that. Um, but we thought it would be fun to sort of unpack what it's like to socialize uh, during this time of social distancing because there are sort of I think nuances in how we communicate things that we say and do and act that we've never done before. And also just like the way we entertain and present ourselves has sort of changed. Like your conversations are very deliberate. So um, very excited to have um, Erica and Kathleen here with us. So welcome to the podcast guys. Yay. Thanks. Happy to be here. So excited. Uh, this is our first three-person episode in a while, I think. Um, the last one was Unpacking Queer Media, which, Erica, you were on. So Yeah, and um, the one was Cece. So yeah, so we wanted to, to start. Um, but first, I think, you know, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Um, but I wanted to see what both of you have been up to since we've last recorded. So, uh, Erica, where are you? What are you doing? Who are you doing? I'm, What's going on? I'm literally at a mouthful of food right now. It's like, <laughs> oh, don't do Erica. <laughs> That's what I'm doing is I'm fucking eating everything. Um, but other than that, literally nothing. I work five to two. So I wake up at 5 a.m. every single day. Um, I know it's so miserable. I'm like, just like put a knife in my face. But um, I don't know. It kind of sucks. There's a lot that's closed down in San Diego. So I can't really go to the beach. Um, I think parks are like slowly opening. But what am I going to do at a park? Like, I don't have a kid. My dog's old as shit. Like, I don't know. That's besides the point. Moving on. <laughs> um, I started a food blog. So first post is up and we'll see We'll see if I keep up with it. Where can we find that? Um, oh, foodie, F-O-O-D-I-E, on point, P-O-I-N-T, dot com. No, word, no WordPress, no dot blogspot. I bought a domain. Well, no. She bought the domain. That's to post it. One article. <laughs> I will say this. My ex bought me a domain for Valentine's Day. <laughs> and then like a month later, I broke. No, actually, he bought it for me like the beginning of February. And like a week and a half later, I broke up with him. So like <laughs> evil comes in all forms. All of them are me. <laughs> yeah. that, that's great. I think there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, um, good job doing the breakup pre-quarantine. Can you imagine having that conversation 
like, oh my uh, god during quarantine it was like it was not like a clean breakup like it wasn't cute but I'm out of it he literally messaged me yesterday and we like made our amends so I don't know I I actually think that this quarantine is like and not to sound selfish because it is like a selfish thing to say but it's probably the best thing that's happened to me in such a long time um I mean being home kind of sucks because like there's no freedom like if I want to go to the grocery store, I have to walk there and I don't have a car that I can use, but, um, I've been chilling, like pursuing hobbies. I probably convinced myself I was too busy to pursue. And I do this thing every night where I just like play all the songs I love and I dance for 30 minutes and it just feels good. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I love love that. that. I've done that a couple times. And I've actually, like, surprise called some friends and be like, listen, I just need you for, like, 10 minutes. I don't know what you're doing. I'm going to call you on FaceTime. I have a surprise. And then I just, like, put on the music and we just dance for, like, half an hour. And then, okay, great. See ya. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. Oh, my God. It's fun because, like, when people are surprised by it, it, like, makes it that much more light and enjoyable because it's not a scheduled thing because I think I've been bogged down a lot with like the scheduled stuff I look forward to it Uh but sometimes it's like oh you know it's whatever day I have this thing tonight so like a random phone call just like just to dance it out for a little bit and be like okay bye we don't need to do the whole check-in thing like let's just dance and then go on our way I live for that because I've been like dancing at night like I've uh as I think I might have shared on this episode before I'm now um participating in the act of medical marijuana um so like it's amazing it has absolutely helped my anxiety for sure um being that i've been off off my medication now for three months um so um i find that like if it's a night where i'm smoking quite a bit like um and i get a little bit high i just love to like put on music after jack goes to bed and just like dance in the living rooms i just like and I don't know if that's like weird or what, but that is absolutely like keeping my heart rate up. It's keeping me sane. Mm-hmm. It lets me like get weird and it's unstructured time for myself versus like, I feel like the other times that I've spent in quarantine, I might've been alone, but it's very structured. It's working alone. It's cooking alone. It's shopping alone or it's talking to Jack and it's like just the two of us. Like, mm-hmm. so it is like a little bit of time that I can sort of let loose a bit. That's so weird. Why are we all dancing alone in our houses? Because we this. need it. <laughs> yes, we need it. I was listening to another podcast the other day where actually, like, this is pretty popular, I guess. Like, it was, um, a, like, a DJ, and they had, like, a club. So it's like you get dressed up. Like, you just stay home, but you get dressed up like you're going to the club. And there's all these people who come, and you just, like, dance, and people are chatting. And, like, <laughs> it sounded really fun. I would love to try that. That's amazing. Yeah, I've there's lots of like virtual dance lessons too mm-hmm. that I've seen on Zoom and stuff too, like with dance instructor instructors too. So like maybe like just that little bit of movement makes us feel connected to other people. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I also speaking of dance, a friend of mine sent me a link to this group um called Dance Church and on a couple days a week they do something kind of like that where like they're live and they're kind of like guiding you through it's not steps or anything most of it is unstructured but they're just kind of like okay now move this way now reach up now reach down like it just is like lightly guided but you can kind of do what you want 
And there, there were like 5,000 people on it on Sunday. And so I was like, okay, I'm alone, but I'm not like alone. Yeah. Wait, that's really cool. Yeah. I'll send you the link. Yeah, please do. I feel like I I like thought about it because like I've always had this fear of like, I I love to dance, but I felt too out of shape to like actually dance. Mm -hmm. So um, doing something alone in my apartment, like feels more comfortable to me than like that nervousness of going to a class like shit that scares me you know Mm -hmm. um and I don't know why like but Orange Theory was the same way going to the gym is the same way it's just like that doing that in a group setting feels so intimate so I feel like I don't know I agree like with with what you said Erica is like I'm enjoying this time I am I have I'm totally on a roller coaster and I know Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about that like throughout the course of this episode but I am finding that uh, at least for me, because I'm quarantined, because I'm alone, because my family is safe and healthy, for the most part, I feel good about this time. You know, mm-hmm. we're definitely going to talk about the negative pieces of that, like as we go throughout the course of what it means to socialize during social distancing and all that stuff. Um, but Kathleen, what else have you been up to other than dancing? Where are you in the world? What are you doing? Yeah. Um, so as I mentioned in the last podcast that we did, I am at my parents. So I'm in, like, central PA, like, rural, white, <laughs> straight, <laughs> Catholic, conservative, everything that I'm not. Uh, I'm hyperventilating. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so that has been very interesting um, to be in this space during this time and not being able to, like, leave it. But I am mm-hmm. grateful for sort of, like, the quiet and and all of that that comes with being in the suburb you know like it just is like nobody comes out of there like it literally is just like quiet and Mm. there's more green and I have this beautiful view from my bedroom of like the trees and like there's just something about being here that has helped me slow down that I don't I think I'd be more anxious if I were in the city because generally there's more hustle and bustle there right so I think being here is sort of like is easing my anxiety of just like it's okay to be slow it's okay to just like take your time and be chill and you know not feel like you have to be productive and so it's been very interesting um to still be here I definitely miss people my age like I live with two (laughs) friends of mine you know who are my peers and so I miss those interactions I miss having a queer community so I feel isolated in a lot of ways but like I'm not not enjoying it um, for the reasons I said about just like it being quiet. So um, I spend a lot of time alone. I've been trying to read. I watch a lot of TV. Um, I try to like move my body every day, hang out with my parents a little bit. And then I do engage in a lot of social stuff um, online, which I know that we'll talk about in a little bit, but I do try and keep yeah. up that social circle, at least virtually, which is challenging. Yeah, I'm sort of the same. Like, I put a lot of energy. Oh, my God. I can't believe I was about to say this. I'm going to say it. I put a lot of energy into my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but I... <laughs> I... I'm like, why not? If that's one of the only ways that I, you can yeah. connect right now, yeah. like, give yourself yeah, some space I... to do that. A hundred percent. I am putting energy into my Instagram, the stuff that I create, the way that I can make people laugh, because 
I love to make people laugh. As we were talking just before I hit the record button, like I don't particularly think I'm funny, but I have heard that people enjoy like laughing, you know, with me or at me or just at my antics. And I feel like Instagram has been a place where I'm able to do that. And so I'm like putting a lot of energy into like the things that I share, whether it's like sharing a cocktail or sharing an episode of this or like, you know, just um, sort of giving, giving my profile a little bit of a facelift, which sounds like Zanga, but it's not. Um, It's just sort of been, I don't know, fun to connect with people in that way, that type of virtual socialization that we're all very quickly getting used to Mm -hmm. so um I know we're going to touch on a lot this episode so um a couple things that that we're going to hit on here are the virtual happy hours the zoom happy hours the virtual dating if we've done that um we'll talk about family time whether in person or remote um and then we'll talk about some some tips and tricks that we have for socializing during social distancing so we're going to take a quick break um but we will be right back uh, with more Let's Unpack That. All right, everyone, we are back, uh, continuing our episode, um, unpacking socialization during social distancing. So the first thing that we wanted to tackle around socialization is the virtual happy hour. Um, I think that this is probably the most popular thing that people are doing right now. I think that um, this happy hour, the game nights, the birthday celebrations, the birthday parties, the whatever it all is, all packed up into one, um, is probably the thing that people are doing most frequently, especially because of like Easter was smacked in between there. So um, let's reflect for a little bit around... um, that virtual happy hour. Kathleen, I know that you have done some, mm-hmm. so I would love to start with you. I know you have a weekly recurring one, which sounds like a commitment. Yeah, I have a couple of weekly recurring ones. Um, I, well, the interesting thing is when all the quarantine started, like as an introvert, I was really happy to sort of just like step away from everyone for a while. And I also had some like family health stuff going on which is why I came home in the first place and so I just was like totally disconnected and then there came a point where like I actually missed people and wanted to like interact with people again I was like do I I'm an introvert do I like people I'm an introvert and I want to be around people right now um so I like started reaching out to people again and was like hey like what are you doing what's going on um and I like for a while there I was oversaturating myself Like, I had a different, like, call with a different group of people, like, almost every night of the week for a little bit. And I was just like, I don't think I can do this. And luckily, a couple of those kind of fell off, um, which I was, like, really grateful for. But the ones that have stuck have been really nice. It's nice to have something to look forward to. Um, And, like, it's only, what, like, an hour or two out of the day. I know that I have my full day that I can do what I want and then be social. Um, so I have one on Sundays with a group of friends from college and we do quizzo and we take turns hosting. And so that's a lot of fun. And it like, we never talk about quarantine or the virus or anything. It is definitely a space where it's like, we're here to play quizzo. We're here to like bring joy to each other's night and just call it at that. Um, which has been, been really nice too. I'm starting to see 
those conversations about quarantine and the virus kind of drop off because I think people are kind of tired of talking about it and want to have their attention on other things. Totally um, agree. And then I also reached out to um, my roommates and our other friend. In real life, we used to have dinner together once a week and make dinner and just like sit together and chat and like not turn on the TV and just like hang out. And so we've decided to do that virtually now. And so it's nice that something that was in my life pre-quarantine is still a part of like my weekly, you know, schedule and routine. And then my roommate who's in that, her dad does Quizzo. So we do Quizzo on that night too. So I have two nights of Quizzo a week. Um, and then the other thing. That is, that is commitment. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is. And I actually, you know, last week I left the Thursday Quizzo early because there was something else I wanted to do. And I felt so guilty about it, but I was like, we're literally going to do this every week. Like, I know that this is going to happen again. I don't need Mm -hmm. to feel bad about saying no or leaving early because I'm still committed to this like recurring thing. Um, So that was an interesting thing to feel like guilt around, but it was because I wanted to go to this panel with an author. They were doing like a virtual book panel um, for a couple weeks with different guests. And I really wanted to do that because that was a one-time thing. And I'm glad that I did. It was like right. the right choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was like, I just got to sit there and listen to them chat about their book and all the other people they had on the panel talked about the work that they were doing. Um, and I didn't have to interact. So all of that like energy and oversaturation I was feeling about having to engage, I didn't have to for that. Um, I, I think I might have said this to you at one point, Paul, but like as an introvert, the amount of energy it takes for me to extrovert in a normal circumstance is pretty high. And I feel like it's doubled when you're doing virtual stuff. <laughs> and so I think I'm more worn out. I don't know. I don't know if other people feel similarly, but it like, it takes that much more energy to be present when you're not face to face. I totally agree. I, and, and, and I, I, I don't really know if I am an introvert or an extrovert. Like, I, I know, obviously, like, my personality is very extroverted. Like, I'm obviously loud. I'm boisterous. Like, I like to be the center of attention and, and, and you know, pioneering conversations, which is, Erica, why I fucking hate hanging out with you. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but, um, so like I, but even for me, I've always thought I was an introvert because I just cherish my alone time so much. Mm-hmm. And because I feel that my alone time is now inundated with text messages and group chats and scheduled events in the evening, like I don't have a place to escape anymore. Mm-hmm. So like as much as I have enjoyed the virtual happy hours and the game nights, like we had a really fun one. I think it was on Friday where we played cards against humanity, but we didn't FaceTime during it. We were just texting during it. So it was like a different way to sort of do it. Like where we were crying, laughing, but it was just all text message. Ah, So I didn't have to like worry about like the FaceTime and then this, and then being on, like it was, we were like playing at our own speed. Mm -hmm. And I found that to be like particularly enjoyable. Like I, I think, I haven't had as many structured things as you. I think the only really structured thing I've had is our Fridays where we watch Drag Race. Yes. And we, we purposefully chose to uh, not do it on Friday because uh, one of our viewers could not join. And we were like, 
let's keep the tradition sacred. Let's do it next week. Because if not, we just, we don't want this like novelty of this to go away. Mm-hmm. And she's really trapped for a long time. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm being conscious of that. Like, yes, my personality has, I feel like doubled. And then I'm tired afterwards because my home life is sort of being invaded where it used to be my choice. Right. If my home life would sort of be in around other people. Um, and so now, but I'm like strategically making sure that I'm like having my own alone time so I don't know Erica if you're experiencing like kind of a similar thing or if um, you're just sort of flying not, the of your hands. Yeah. we're definitely not that structured what I will say is I believe the definition of like introvert versus extrovert is not what like you project outwardly but it's what recharges you so for me like if I have had a bad day my first thing is like, oh, I want to like hang out with some people and just take my mind off of it. Whereas like for some people, if they've had a bad day, they're like, you know what? I just want to like go in my room, you know, do something for myself, but the focus is on them. So I am an extrovert by and by. Um, And, you know, every once in a while I'm like, oh, I want to be by myself. But like, I hate, like, I hate being to my, like, I'm such an overthinker that if I sit alone, I'm like, I literally thought to myself, like, what if my roommate drank my wine from Italy? Like, she didn't. Like, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) And even if she does, like, it's not the end of the world. But it's just, like, I need, like, someone to fill, like, where my time is empty. So, like, Mm -hmm. I will literally just, like, text someone, like, hey, do you want to FaceTime? And I have a friend who um, is, like, a single mother. And she's, like, pretty flexible with her schedule in general. And I'll just call her up and we'll talk for like two hours. So I'm definitely not scheduled, but I've been filling my time. I've also been talking to people who for really no other reason, except for like, they're not a part of this friend group that I'm normally in. I've just been reaching out. um, And I've never, like, I've never been so in touch with people in my life. Um, than I have been now and it's it's honestly boredom like I said I work five to two so from two o'clock to like nine o'clock I'm not doing anything um and even though it's the same amount of hours between five o'clock and you know midnight um it's just the hours are different like the sun's out and I feel like I should be doing something Mm -hmm. so I don't like my mind just doesn't shut down so, what is that like your circadian rhythm? Is that what that's called? I don't even know what that, that is. What is that? Fucking like sixth bug. grade biology class <laughs> just fucking dropped that on you. So Did I take uh, biology in sixth grade. <laughs> I well, I, I feel like that too. It doesn't matter what time I like start work in the morning because I start work when I wake up. So like mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't like it could be five, it could be whatever. But if I end at two, I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do with the rest of my day? <laughs> like yeah. if I had that many hours before I needed to go to sleep, I would be like, because there's no chance I'm not going to bed at midnight. Like that's just my time. You yeah. Know? Like And so. I like I've literally just started doing things just to do them. Like before this call, I was like, I have nothing to do. I'm gonna make a pie crust. And I'll probably make like a quiche or something. I don't fucking know. I'm going to make something. So it's been, it has been good. I've just been like doing things almost just to do them. Um, but I do miss like having more intention in my life. Cause right now it's like, no, fuck it. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't, 
like, Kathleen, do you have thoughts on that, like, intent? Because I know we've sort of talked about that a little bit. Kathleen and I have also been talking a lot in between these podcast episodes. Yeah. So I feel like we're, co- like, consciously processing um, quarantine together. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because part of it is, like, I, I'm not working right now. I can't do my job from home. And so I do have all the time in the world. And so I'm like, well, I like talking to Paul. I'm just going to text him all the yeah. things. <laughs> we have a lot in common. And like, I don't know, we know enough about what each other's going through right now that it's like so easy to check in because we mm-hmm. have been pretty consistent. And then today I was like, we've been messaging, text messaging and messaging on Instagram simultaneously about different things. And I was like, <laughs> I know that Paul works and we're going to talk tonight. I was like, I'm gonna leave you alone now. <laughs> like, but it was, <laughs> I'm aware it was like, of how much I'm texting you, so I'm just gonna like I'm. I have to stop because I could do this all day. It, it also like brought me through. I don't know. It it sort of like like made my day easier because like you were sort of my like in between work stuff today to like pepper me through the day, which was great. Like so, I feel like I've been. I've noticed when I need to disconnect from a group chat and I've been good with that. Like, uh, and I've noticed when I've like, like my college friends who, who got together on Sunday for like a Sunday brunch, I was like, so looking forward to it. And then I woke up that morning and I was like, there is no one that I want to talk today. Mm-hmm. And I especially don't know if I can talk to people that I haven't actively been talking to in a long mm-hmm. time. Like that sounds like I have to, to share some things internally with people that I, I don't speak to very often besides a few. Um, and I was like, that feels overwhelming. And then I just like shut down versus like, I could pick up a podcast episode with you guys because I feel like I chat with you guys at least once every two days, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe it's not a whole chat, but I'm like constantly talking with the two of you where I was like the idea of like, like, like updating people on my life. I don't know. I don't know if I could do that you know, and I'm sure it would have been, yeah, I think it would have been great. I'm sure it would have been great. You know, I just, it was like my anxiety literally talked me out of it. I was like, I can't do another virtual happy hour. I just can't do Mm -hmm. another, another game night. I was like, and I did nothing all weekend. I was like, I just can't do it. And I don't know what that was. It was weird. It was just like, I can't. I appreciate you actually like saying no to that though. Cause I like, I've been really in contact with people and a lot of people, but one of my jobs did a virtual happy hour. And I was like, as someone in a leadership position at that job, I feel obligated to go. It was, it was unpaid. It was totally voluntary, but I felt this sort of sense of like, I feel like I should, I should be on this happy hour for whatever reason. I show you know? Face, you know? Exactly. And I was, I was, I was not there at all. I was on the call. But my mind was somewhere else. I was like texting my friend who was always already on the call also. And I was like, I don't want to be here. Can you tell that I'm like not into this? Like, is this <laughs> over yet? Um, so I think I, I need to be better about like saying no. Like nobody would have thought twice if I just hadn't showed up for that. But it felt, it felt like a requirement. And then also like I don't have a ton of structure in my life right now unless I make it. And so I was like, oh, this is a thing I can do for an hour. It's a good way to kill an hour. I don't want to do it, but it's either that or just like watch another episode of something. And so I feel, I still feel this obligation to be social, even though if there's ever a time not to be, now is a good excuse. Right? And I think, I think that's the big thing is like, it's an obligation. And I, 
an issue that I have is like I love being around people I love talking but I really like one-on-one conversations me too and if you do a virtual happy hour like I can't say like oh hey Paul like how's like this thing that you've spoken to me at length about it has to be everyone's involved and so it's almost Mm -hmm. like you're in this group together and you're giving a hundred percent but it's not like you're giving a hundred percent in one conversation you're giving five people 20 percent and sometimes there's six people and you're like well I guess I'm just gonna kind of burn myself out trying to be social and it's also hard with like accidentally talking over each other like Mm -hmm. it's not it for me it's getting like tiresome to the point where like I you know Sierra's birthday is coming up May 3rd everyone wish her a happy birthday um (laughs) (laughs) and I was just kind of like you know what let's just go to a park we will keep our distance but like I just can't celebrate like my closest friend's birthday over a FaceTime where we're all like shouting over each other. It just like doesn't feel personal. No, I, and, and what you said about giving 20% resonates with me so much because I think that's why I spend time with the people I spend time with because I am always giving at least 90%, I think when I'm with people and I think because I give so much, sometimes I tire myself the fuck out. But that's why that's why my friendships have formed the way that they've formed, you know, because I recognize that other people are also giving a high amount of themselves to the interaction that they have with me. And so I feel that connection and I feel that love versus like if I know that I can't give like 85 percent. I'm not going like Mm -hmm. I I won't go to a plan like and I'll either make up an excuse or I will literally tell people I just can't you know I just can't right now and so I feel like that that totally just like set a a light off in my head of like oh no wonder because like I'm I'm either giving 20% and barely participating in this interaction or I'm dominating the conversation so that I don't feel other people can because it's like one or the other for me versus like this one-on-one time like the the next topic I had was like do we hate zoom are we all over it and that's exactly what my thing was it's like I'm over it and that's Mm -hmm. why I think because the small groups are fine the intimate groups are fine we celebrated my friend Gab's birthday and it was just four of us and it was like so nice a couple of people in the background occasionally to provide some like entertainment and it was so fun like it was really great but I just like the thought of like you know another another large event that's not just like a quick work happy hour because work happy hour we did like a zoom background competition which was really fun uh like that made it entertaining it added another layer to the conversation it gave us something to talk about and i feel like when you just throw eight people in a room and you're waiting on one person to talk that's not how anything works mm-hmm. you know like you vibe with this person then you get bored of them and then you look over there and then you're like oh, i'm bored of you and then you look back at that person <laughs> you know like that's sort of the the way I think that we all interact with people yeah. in, in a sense or how I do how I do and like generally. this this like work happy hour that I went to I think there were probably 12 or 15 of us on the call and that's just first of all that's a lot but the other thing was that because you can't talk over each other like Erica was saying and you have to like present yourself to the whole group at a time we literally spent the first 40 minutes of this hour going around updating like how are you doing where are you what are you doing and literally everyone was like I'm fine I'm watching a lot of tv and like reading and puzzling <laughs> like everyone I know is safe and healthy and fine 
literally 15 people in a row said that. That's what I heard over and over again <laughs> for 40 minutes. Oh, I love life. <laughs> Whoa, that is awful. Oh. <laughs> and again, it's like, it's like, I appreciate that we're all trying to connect, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. We are all trying to figure out this new world of socialization. So I don't want to belabor this, although I think 18 minutes probably does that. But, you know, like I'm, I'm, I think that we just all need to be mindful of that, right? Like we've all expressed our various concerns of what we can do, what we can't do, you know? And like, like you said, Erica, like, let's just go to a park and look at each other, you know, 12 feet apart, however (laughs) far apart we're supposed to be at one time. Um, and that's where I feel like, you know, I've like, I've been like, I, I broke my social distancing code. I went to visit my sister. I very much regret it, even though we had a great time, because I know it's, it's not worth the risk that I potentially mm-hmm. brought, but you know, I did it and it almost felt weird at first, you know, like, and I'm like, I just can't wait till we get back to that normal time where we can share hugs. You know, mm-hmm. it was so nice to see my nieces, like jump up and bang on the glass when they saw me and they give me a big hug when I walked in like that was lit like that was the most fulfilling hug I've had in six weeks like and oh getting emotional oh god pack it in okay all right so I do want to transition though so um let's talk about virtual dating because (laughs) a lot of people are doing it (laughs) a lot of a lot of people are doing it and maybe even one of the people you're listening to <laughs> right now is doing it. So, er- Erica, I do want to start with you. <laughs> um, all this virtual dating that's going on, we- we've all been used to this world of online dating, right? Whether it's Tinder, Grindr, Fucker, whatever the, the app is. You know? <laughs> like, we are connected in a way where we view pictures of each other, we make decisions, we, you know... Um, start chatting, we flirt, maybe we meet up, maybe we just hook up, whatever it is. But virtual dating, to start off your first conversation with someone in a text, then move to a video chat, or find a way to socially distance date, um, I am so curious about. So uh, not to put you in the hot seat, but to put you in the hot seat, I would love to unpack what it's like to do some of that virtual dating. Let me pour myself a glass before I get into this. Cause it's Well, I, mean, I was gonna say, like, are people are people like just getting naked and then that's like the date? Like are they or is it like is it is it like like, like cause, I think people were doing like, that before quarantine yeah. too, weren't they? That's, yeah, like, well that's what I has mean. Anything changed that's what I mean. Except that you can't meet now? Like Honestly I will say I think what's hard about it is like you have to put in three times the effort to like keep people's attention because Mm -hmm. you know for once it's not like oh let's meet up and then you'll really see the person that I am which is you know a soul-sucking demon but um you know (laughs) I think it's kind of like you know you have to keep this conversation you have to be like a little bit wittier a little bit more attentive with your responses because they are very heavily invested in social or like in online dating now because there's no other version of it um and I like I personally am not a fan of online dating and like I say that but like I do it but um you know it's very (laughs) story of my life but uh (laughs) but I do it the story of my first marriage (laughs) 
it's like it's so fast paced it's not based on um you know this like the obligation that exists when it's physical and it's like oh yeah like I'm talking to this person but like here comes this you know sculpture of a man and it's like okay like on to the next one um and tinder did this thing where they like made their passport feature free and so i immediately googled country with the highest millionaires per capita (laughs) and then i narrowed it down i'm currently in monaco That sounds about right. Yeah. But no, it's been great. Um, I did go on a virtual. It, I wouldn't say it was like a date because I'm not in that space at all. But um, it was with a guy who's actually from Monaco. And I was like when he or I had at some point mentioned that like I want to get back into speaking French because there was a point where I was like pretty confident in my ability to speak French. And now I'm like, we. Oui. Like, I'm so afraid to speak it. Um, And so his English was, I think his English was where my French was at. So it was like a really cool opportunity um, to practice language I was at once very familiar with and not so much. But other than that, I mean, it's heinous. That being said, dating is heinous. And I I thought to myself like two days ago, I'm going to be one of two people. I am either going to be the coolest aunt on the planet where I'm just like, I got all this money because I don't have kids and I'm free. (laughs) Or I'm going to be like, here's my husband, Gerald. No, Gerald's like a family name. I shouldn't use Gerald. Here's my husband, Gary. And he's pretty boring. Yeah, like my six kids. And they're all playing a sport that I can't afford to like chase them around with. So um, it (laughs) has been interesting I will say it's like there's like and I'm at the point where like the second someone like starts to say something that's like dirty or inappropriate I'm like dude I don't want that like nothing's gonna happen I'm just like bored at this point um and some people are just as bored and they just like want to talk to someone so I think it it comes with a lot more pitfalls and the pace is like none other because again everyone's in the same boat but um so it's like because they're available because they're available they're like let's just chat tonight yeah it's like all right but then like you know they're like let's chat tonight and then say i'm busy tomorrow they're talking to someone else tomorrow and i'm like well who am i chopped liver the answer is yes i am That's like a rapid form of ghosting. Yeah. And it's, it's to the point where, you know, once we get out of this, do I really think that I'll talk to any of the people that I'm talking to? Absolutely not. Um, I've realized that like, once we get out of this quarantine, like I really do want to devote as much as myself to my friends and the people who just like supported me and been there for me as I do myself. Um, and so with that in mind, like, I don't have, I don't plan to put like a man in that mix. Um, and it is funny. Cause I'm like, I'm at the point where I'm like, let's just see what's out there. My age range is like 18 to a hundred. <laughs> 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 like, like I'm so bored. Um, 
don't be like me though like I mean, the high school kids are not in session, so they're uh, obviously you know, I, available I, I for your like, 18-year-old self. Can't no, go I, to senior prom. It's like 21 to 100. My, my thing is... Senior prom, maybe looking for a mom. My thing is, if they can't drink, like, I don't even care if they don't drink. If they legally cannot do it, it's a no. I'm out. Too much. We can't get a drink at those bars that aren't open. So. <laughs> Well, someone was like, what are you going to do the first weekend that the world opens back up? I'm like, uh, nothing. Like, the last thing I want is to see a whole bunch of people who are, like, deprived in every way, shape, and form. (laughs) 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 I think that's a, I think that's a good strategy yeah so, i'm probably just gonna stay home say, for a little bit even after things yeah, yeah. like let it die down uh-huh. yeah like, like yeah well kathleen what's your thoughts on like the virtual dating stuff so not even on my radar in any way shape or form i <laughs> for so many reasons um i first of all like i said in the beginning um i am in a very conservative white middle of Pennsylvania suburb. And so I think my options would be pretty limited anyway. Um, But I also, just being honest, I also um, not that long ago deleted all of my dating apps because I was seeing someone and I was like, I'm never going to need these again. Um, And I haven't really downloaded them. And uh, like since I broke up with this person and I don't think I want to because I'm already really bad about just scrolling aimlessly through my other like social media platforms that the last thing I need is to just look at a bunch of people that I can't even meet. Mm -hmm. So, and I like, even, even before I hate online dating, I, I just think it's the worst thing in the world and the most successful or like potentially successful dates or like casual relationships that I've had in the past have been people I've met in person and so I'm just like really holding out for that meet cute you know what I mean I I, I can't imagine you know just talking to one person one night then another person another night another person another night because like to me that was never how dating was like that was never how dating worked for me like maybe it was my face but like I I never (laughs) I never I never really thought <laughs> I never really thought that it was like comfortable for me to just meet with that many people individually, you know, mm-hmm. like and just make a, a snap decision based on one conversation. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just like it, it it's it's rare, it's fast, it's and, and then if you're not participating in the quick FaceTimes and stuff then what are you doing? Like, what's the point of being on the app since you can't see the person anyway? I don't know. I also had the, like, luxury, I think, luxury of uh, meeting my husband in person, you know? And I can say that I would I would prefer that mm-hmm. over an online dating. Not to invalidate those relationships because I've seen so many successful ones. Yeah, definitely. It's just that, uh, for me, I think I need to have that physical chemistry, have that hug, have that, as Kathleen and I talked about before, mm-hmm. the arm grab. I have to grab someone's arm when I laugh so I can hold on so I don't blow away. And Aww. I... I know! Yeah, it's, like, cute, but it, I also hate that I do it. But we unpacked that last time, so I won't rehash, but I'm, you know, telling myself it's okay to grab people. Um, 
but <laughs> but yeah so I don't know like I don't I don't know like I would love to hear from somebody who was listening to this and has had a success had a successful um either online date or they're dating that person now like maybe they started at the beginning of quarantine or they started before like I was watching this Instagram live the other day and the girl who draws all those hearts around Philly you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. That are like, you are loved. Oh, like they look yeah, like yeah. the sweetheart hearts. Yeah. So she was talking with another like artist on Instagram and she was like, oh, I met this guy beforehand. We were like really in sync. We were going to quarantine together. I bought a box of sex toys and then he ghosted me the second that quarantine happened. She spent like $200, $300 on sex toys. I would have like, invoiced yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> they could still go to use. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, so long as they're not like for two people, I don't know how that works. I'm clueless, but it's <laughs> yeah. still be mad. Uh, I'd invoice him. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so I just think, like, I don't know. I would love to hear from somebody who has had a more positive um, experience with somebody online dating stuff. Because I think the three of us are skeptics. Like, uh, right? <laughs> like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Not that it couldn't work. It's just clearly not going to work for us right now in this sort of virtual environment to have continuous prolonged conversation with people. I just can't, I can't see it for me. I like, like we were talking about in the beginning, like I already feel like so oversaturated with socializing with the people that I know and love and want to be connected to that. I cannot imagine adding more people to that who I know nothing about. Like that feels exhausting. You literally said what I wanted to say in a much smarter way. So thank you. But it's true. It's like, I, you know, I don't want to give myself to someone who won't be there in a couple of weeks or even a couple of hours. Um, And I had like one great conversation with someone. And so I use, um, I guess it's not, it's not dating, but it's Bumble BFF. And it's basically dating for friends. And I had like this great conversation with this girl and we had so much in common. And then like, I texted her the next day and she didn't text me back. And my thing is what like, fuck. I'm sorry. Like, I was mad. Here's my thing. If I, like, if someone like a guy or whatever, like someone I just like am interested in, in like a dating sense goes to me, it's like, yeah. but like if someone who I'm like, wow, like this person was a great friend and like, I would love to like hang out with you just kind of goes to me. I get mad. Like, how could you betray me? <laughs> but I it's kind of like, I think that people don't have any obligation because they know that in, I guess at this point, a week and a half, because I think they're going to open up, they're trying to open like early May, um, you know, in a week and a half, if like something, something could happen between then where you don't have to communicate anymore. And the thing with this quarantine is I think everyone writes everything off, like, People will be like, oh, God, I had like six shots of tequila at 9 a.m. But like, it's quarantine. Like, no, it's, <laughs> I get it, but like, it's not how it works. <laughs> um, and so people almost use it as like a reason to be irresponsible with their actions and their actions towards others. Um, and that's definitely what it is in dating and even just like going on Bumble BFF and trying to find a pal. I just can't imagine the hurt because I am so easily hurt 
because I love to, to put my heart out, you know, like people are always like Scorpios wear their heart on their sleeve or they don't wear their heart on their sleeve. It's one of those. And I do the wrong one. So like, <laughs> I, I just put myself out there so much that I would be like absolutely crushed if someone like a friend, you know, didn't like get back to me because they found another mm-hmm. friend. But like, I don't know. I have vulnerabilities from my childhood. So that's probably <laughs> the next that. episode. I feel that. We can unpack yeah. that. <laughs> I'm here for that yeah. Ooh, ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, so I did want to take a couple minutes because I did the bare minimum of research after I took a bath today on um, what we could share around people who are experiencing successful virtual dating of other things you can do to mix it up. So, like any white girl, I went to Cosmo. <laughs> I'm dead. I looked up an article from six days ago, and we're recording this on, I think, the 22nd of April, so it might be a little dated, you know? There might be some restrictions lifted. No, that's another podcast, too. Fuck that. But, so, <laughs> a couple ideas that Cosmo shared. Uh, number one, do a fancy night all dressed up on FaceTime. So get dressed, have a nice dinner, eat across from each other. Thoughts? Up or down? Ah, down. Down. The eating would, I think, get in the way. Like, that would be really annoying over video. That's dumb. Yeah, you're right. Oh, I just meant, like, I haven't worn a real bra in, like, three weeks. (laughs) Also that, yeah. Between clothes and eating in front of people, that one's out. Okay, next one is, um, okay, this one I think is a good one. A recipe exchange. I don't know how you do this in dating-wise, but it's sharing recipes back and forth with each other, and then you're trying the same meals. I'm into that. I I get get down with that. Anything cooking-related, you know I'm in for it. True. By the way, I did read your chain around recipe exchanges, Kathleen. I realized that I had to respond within five days. I did not. I don't even really know how it works, so it's probably fine. Okay, okay, I'm glad you mentioned that because I've gotten three or four of those. And I, like I said, like, I mean, again, starting a food blog, but like, I just don't have, like, for me to actually formulate something into a recipe takes a lot of work because, like, I grew yeah. up, like, you put the food, the ingredients in, and then you have food. That's why I'm not a baker. Yeah. Like, baking's very scientific. Can't do it. A hundred percent. So, could I do that? Yes. Will I put in that effort? That's like almost as much effort as putting on a bra. So that's a no. But like you can just look up a recipe and then share the link. You don't have to do I'm any like of that. work. That's true. Fair. I'm just extra. True. I'm like, you need to know exactly what I do to like make this mine. I'm protected. I'll take a picture of yeah, I'll take a picture of my food and be like, I put red chili flakes in it, you should do it. Like that's the recipe. <laughs> Okay, number three, send sexy texts. I think we covered this one. To me, it's a no. no. It's a no. Agreed. That's yeah. just, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. Like, you can't ever follow up on that. That sounds brutal. Also, I can't, like, I'm not cool. Like, I would literally be like, <laughs> um, imagine I'm eating McDonald's and I get a ranch on my leg. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I cannot flirt via text and like send sexy pictures. No. I feel like 
I'm not into my own body enough to share it with you. Like you have to see this in person and then be like, I'm down, you know? (laughs) And it's so much harder when you're already there. They're like, uh, I guess I'll settle. (laughs) Well, we're already naked. I didn't expect to see what you just showed me, but you know, we're already here. That's the slug from Monsters Inc. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, so number four is play online games. That's cute. I'm into it. It depends on the game. Yeah, it depends on the game. Like, are we talking like words with friends? Because that shit takes forever. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. Are these mobile applications or is it like? Like five We're something? joining a trivia together. Yeah. You want to play Mahjong together? <laughs> <laughs> I really like the next one. I might bias you. Make a, like, care package in the mail. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Also, like, what if I don't want them to know my address? <laughs> and I'm saying if you know the person already. Oh. I don't think this is like, hey, nice to meet you. Can I send you a care package? But... <laughs> Um, I think it's too much. It would be cool if it was like things around your house, but then like you have to get a box and then you have to like package it correctly. You have to go to the post office. Yeah, that's a lot of like interacting with outside things. Stamps.com. Come on. Um, (laughs) Okay. Two person book club. So you're reading the same books. Okay. I can get down with that. Yeah, I can get down with that too. Would like I... Another thing to like talk about that's not quarantine, that's not the virus. Like it just is like you can have a conversation with anyone about a book if they're as into it as you are. Mm-hmm. True, and if you're keeping pace, because mm-hmm. I feel like I this is what I struggle with right now is like whether you're watching a TV show together, which is another one of their suggestions. Whether you're watching a TV show together, reading a book, you need to be on the same page because we process information so quickly. Like mm-hmm. you binge a show and then. Basically, what you're doing is just reacting to the other person reacting. That's why, like, Kathleen, you were watching Drag Race UK, mm-hmm. and I was like, I wish I was watching this for the first time with you. Like, it was still fun to, like, mm-hmm. interact and engage with you about it, but I was like, I wish this was something happening together. Because, yeah. This is something we were doing together. Right. Like, like we do on Fridays with the current season, where we're talking about it in real time as episode is on. Yes, like, during commercial breaks. Yes. I like that. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Are we, does that mean we're dating? I, we might be quarantined dating. I think so. I was going to say, wow, uh, third wheel over here. <laughs> Welcome. I if someone is looking for a good quarantine read, um, I'm reading this book. I'm a part of this thing called Book of the Month. And you basically get, you can choose like out of a selection and it's like 10 bucks a month. And everyone knows that I have an addiction to subscription boxes. But it's called The Guest List, and it's like your classic whodunit murder mystery thing. And um, it's a quick read, so. I'm here with that. Yeah. I love reading. The the next one, create a shared photo album. Of what? Yeah. We're not going anywhere. Like, here's me looking. Here's all of my chins. Here's all of my chins from a slightly different angle. (laughs) Here I am watching TV downstairs. Here I am watching TV yeah. in my bed. Here I am watching TV yes. outside in the backyard. Here I like can't. Yeah. Uh, the next one is uh, send a coupon book or what? coupon coupon coupon. It's coupon. Uh, 
It's, coupon? It depends on where you come from. It's a coupon. No, a coupon. coupon. No, no. I coupon. say Q. Coupon. 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 Coup. Coup. It's cu- It is. You're it correct. Is I'm. I say oh, cool. it wrong. You want to yeah. see Michael? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, very niche reference. If well, it's not really, but it might be. Uh, <laughs> that was so dumb. I don't know what I said. That was so dumb. Um, okay, the next one is make a playlist and share it, or burn a CD. I. It depends on the relationship, mm-hmm. but I like it. Yes. I like it. I have some great, I have a playlist called Ratchet Cardio. Please share that. Me. Hello. I will. I it's that. so good. <laughs> Should we link it in the show notes? Yeah. Well, yes, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay. I like that one. This one is definitely for people who are more intimate and is so Cosmo, but exchange scents, colognes, or perfumes, like mini bottles, or spray something and then mail it to them. No. So they can smell you. No. I will say, I just bought like five bottles of perfume. It's the same perfume. (laughs) I just love it so much and it was on sale. But that's so creepy. That sounds like uh, what's the movie where she like puts a horse head in his bed? Single attraction? I don't, I don't know. I don't even know if that's what happens. I'm like, that sounds like a Ryan Murphy television yeah. show that ends poorly. Was that American <laughs> Horror yeah. How creepy is that though? Like, here's my scent. Hate that. Hate that. Um, you know for me. Okay, the next one is virtual workout or hold each other accountable to working out. So if you're not comfortable sharing a workout. It's funny that you say that. It makes me think of a Peloton commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, imagine if you meet someone for the first time. Be like, hey, we should do virtual workouts. Just send me your calories that you burn, you know? Like, okay, this isn't going anywhere. You're trying to change me already. But if you're already together, like, I'm thinking, well, who does Cosmo write for? No no one, but, <laughs> but but people read it. So is it is it, like, college kids who maybe were dating when they were in school and then they moved home and, and I, I never had a relationship in college? Me either. I don't know. <laughs> I'm. I haven't had one. Period. I shouldn't say that. I have. <laughs> no. I actually, as I think about it, like I can't think of any couple that's at the point where they hold each other accountable for workouts that don't live together. I was gonna ask Paul if he wanted to do one of our orange theory workouts together one day because I need accountability. So uh. I think that confirms that we're dating. The next one is binge a TV show, which we discussed. Mm-hmm. The, the the one of the last ones is go house hunting together. What? I, no one's doing that. How? Zoe was closed. Go house hunting together. There's creative ways to do it. Like you go in and then another one goes in. No. Mm-mm. Let no. me slide in as someone who's like supposed to have bought a house by now. You can't do anything. I was supposed to buy my house April 9th. And I might close May 8th. 
So it's crazy. Like, enjoy your pipe dream. Also, wait till the economy crashes. Like, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, honestly, like, that's shitty advice, Cosmo. Uh, (laughs) Again, no one reads the magazine. (laughs) So, the final one is stargaze together while on FaceTime. There's no stars. What? Has anyone heard of light pollution? What are you going to look at? The Where one you star? The we all live close enough. I think if you live in the country, but you know, I as you said, Cosmo writes for no one. <laughs> I'm just like, I hope that for some reason, like eight years down the line, one of us is involved with Cosmo. But I stand by it. <laughs> Cosmo is literally meant for literally no one. Yeah, I don't know anybody that reads it. No. The last right? time I... Heard, I feel like people our age read, like, Betches. Like, that Instagram account. I do have both of their books. <laughs> well, I feel like that maybe they have something more valuable. I think that you should take this article and everything we said... And trash most of the ideas. There were maybe one or two that we liked. What did we like? We liked the book thing, right? And the playlist. Book club. Book club and playlist. Um, yep. <laughs> That's it. Go stargaze. Yes, the people of Philadelphia can stargaze. <laughs> <laughs> totally true. Okay, so when we come back, from this quick break, we're going to talk about how you can get out of some of these plans, whether it be a virtual date or a virtual happy hour. We're going to just do a little therapy session on how you can recover from all of this stuff. Um, we'll offer you some tips and tricks on how to deal with it, and then we will close out by sharing our own personal advice on things that you can try out with your friends. So we will be right back with more Unpack That. All right, everyone, and we are back to close out this episode of Let's Unpack That. So uh, it's funny because we stopped recording probably about 45 minutes ago and just continued chatting and getting to know each other. And I don't think that you all would have enjoyed listening to that conversation, but we certainly did. So I just want you guys to feel like you're a little bit out of the loop because that was a great chat. Um, So, And now that I let out my uh, cuntiness for uh, this recording, I would like to transition to um, something that's less cunty and more focused on um, how to say no to some of these plans. We've talked about virtual dating. We've talked about the family FaceTime. We've talked about the virtual happy hour, the work happy hour. There are so many opportunities to connect. There's so many opportunities to talk about the coronavirus, but how do you just stop? Um, So my advice, call it the fuck out. When people are going down a rabbit hole talking about the coronavirus, call it the fuck out. Like, my cousin Andrew is actively working in a unit where he's serving patients with COVID-19. My friend Keely has literally been exposed to the virus. They can't talk about it all the time. We can't expect people to talk about it all the time. And those are the people on the front lines. So even us, the people who are dealing with it like on the side, I still think we really need to be mindful around 
how much we're communicating about it, how much we're talking about it, how much brain space we're allowing this thing to occupy. Because if it's not affecting you, if it's not affecting your family, if it's not affecting your neighbors and the people around you, you know, to a point that it's overwhelming, just try to shut it out of your brain for a little while and call it out when it happens. If you notice that you're going down a rabbit hole, just say, fucking cool it. Like, can we stop talking about this? Because we're going to drive each other insane. Like, we all just talked for like 45 minutes about nothing related to the virus. And it made me feel so good. So, I don't know. That's my advice. Call it out when you notice that it's happening. Whether that's helpful or not, that's on you. But you have to be mindful of the amount of, of brain time you're giving this thing. Because it's been six weeks since I've been on quarantine. I've had my days of roller coasters. I am actively trying to avoid that now when I can. When this first started, it was probably three out of the seven days of the week or four out of the seven days. Then it went to three, then it went to two, then it went to one. And now I'm like, if I could go a week without letting this thing paralyze me, it would be great. Um, and I don't know. I don't say that to be insensitive because I think it's normal for us all to be feeling a certain amount of grief. But I just think be conscious about when you're letting it overpower you. So that's my thing. Uh, recovery, getting away from it, stepping away from it. I don't know, Kathleen, what, what are your thoughts on, on what you would do? Yeah, I feel the same way. And like within the last week or two on those scheduled hangouts that I have, I kind of like try to be the person that says, okay, let's not talk about it. Like let's put a total moratorium on the whole COVID thing. And part of that is because your cousin, who is one of my closest friends, is in some of those. And so I know that like it's good for there to be a space that isn't talking about that. Um and I think that's really important for all of us, regardless of how directly it's impacting us. I think it's really important to talk about other things. Um, yeah, it's everywhere. And one thing I was thinking about when you were talking is like, I, because we're constantly connecting on social media or watching the news or just having the TV on, like it feels like everything is about the virus. And so what I have been trying to do, I'm not great at it, but what I try to do is sort of limit myself to one screen at a time. So like sometimes I'll like be watching something on my laptop or on TV, but I'm also scrolling through Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And it just is really literally just like hitting me from all angles, right? That I'm just like, I need to put down one of these. I need to focus on something that's not the virus and enjoy whatever I am engaging with. Um, and so that's like one of my tips is like one screen at a time. And I have found that really helpful. That's such a good idea. I didn't even think about that, but you're mm -hmm. right. If you're, if you're, <laughs> if you're getting it from one end and you're getting it from another end, it can be pretty overwhelming. Paul. <laughs> but it's, it's true. Like I never thought about the dual screens and how that impacts you, you know, cause I've always been like, ah, the TV show is boring. Let me just scroll through this. Mm -hmm virus fit in virus full uh fucking instagram feed and it's like it feels like everything is literally about like things that aren't don't even have to be about quarantine or the virus are now about quarantine or the virus you know what i mean like i don't know i yes. don't know how to explain. every meme every yeah. meme yeah or like mm -hmm. every caption on instagram is like you know while we're stuck inside thought i would make banana bread for the first time like out of an abundance of caution <laughs> like, everything is like in light of our current situation. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, I just need it to stop. Is this the new like? Is this the new like 
fucking work terminology. Like, can we just huddle on this so we can make sure we're synchronized? Like, is it now the <laughs> new of what's happening? Like, is that is that where we are? Like, my, my <laughs> emails have my emails have changed from like, I hope this email finds you well, to like, hope you and your your loved ones are safe and healthy during this <laughs> unprecedented time. Like. <laughs> That's the new, I hope this email finds you well. I can't wait to burn the word unprecedented, like in a yeah. fucking effigy. I, I know. Yeah. I think what's super yeah. annoying is it's like, so something will happen at work and it's like literally the same old, same old. And the only difference is instead of, you know, talking, I just send an email or a Skype. And they're like, oh my God, like, this is so crazy. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, it's the same issues that we've had a thousand times before. Like, real, especially like Comcast is cable. Not that I work there, but, um, you know, nothing's truly changing. And it's just like, to the point where I'm like, all right, guys, like, it's worn off. It's obviously still happening, but like, we have the job to do. Like, things don't need to change that to that extent. And you don't need to keep pointing out that things are, like, different. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Like, until something really changes, we don't have to start every interaction with that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm glad that people are saying stuff like that in person. Mm-hmm. Like, like when I, like, when I've been going, whether it's to the distillery or a brewery or a restaurant, I'm like, thank you so much for working right now. You know, like, mm-hmm. say something fucking genuine, but, like, it's, like, be well, be safe at the end of every, as a, to close every email at the end of every sentence. It's it, it, it's starting to feel hollow, just like, you know, yeah. hope you're doing well, you mm-hmm. know. Like, it's it's just kind of one of those things, I think, that um, is now becoming a part of our vernacular. Um, and that's kind of weird. I just feel like we have to be able to, like, process our way through this and people are going to process it in different ways but like my advice is like distract as much as you can you know like mm-hmm. like this reality is this reality and this reality is overwhelming and sad and scary and and unlike anything we may ever experience again but like just distract yourself when you can you know like jump into a book jump into mm-hmm. a podcast jump into a new hobby We've all, you know, showed examples of, of things that we've tried to do during this time to sort of remove ourselves from it. And I think that there's there's so many different things. So I, I do have a little a little tip, you know, that I can share on, on my end. Um, mine is um, a couple things that I've found that really work for me, that distract me and entertain me, um, is doing Drag Race uh, with you, Kathleen. Mm-hmm. Um, and... If you don't watch Drag Race, it's a show where a bunch of drag queens compete in a series of random challenges to win $100,000. But it's not about the prize. It's about just people showcasing their talent um, and and how sort of unique they are as queer performers. Um, A lot of drag queens right now are out of work. They're unemployed. They're receiving benefits from the government because the bars are closed. So people can't visit them, go to their shows and tip them. So now what a lot of queens are doing are performing shows online and there's 
a website called stageit.com and they have what's called a digital drag fest right now. And there's tons of digital drag fests or versions of digital drag fest right now. Um, but for me, this week, I was like, you know what? This week we're going to spend our time with queens. So we had a queen on Sunday. We had one on Monday, Tuesday. We just had another one on Wednesday that Kathleen watched with us. And um, we're trying to do one every single day just because it's supporting the queer community. Mm-hmm. And it's part of, um, you know, something that we would be doing if we were in person, something that we would go to in person. And that's just been a great, healthy distraction for me is watching a man in a wig uh, perform and do splits and, you know, eat eat dry ramen like on our on your television screen um it's brought me a little bit of a sense of joy and the tickets are ten dollars for an hour-long show it's so much more worth it to me you know than i don't know sort of like just sitting in my sadness which is okay if you need to do that to process but I found that drag is a very helpful distraction for me mm-hmm. right now. So that's one thing I would encourage other people to try. And if you need recommendations, reach out. I mean, I've been doing a lot of things that not that I've been ashamed of doing, but I've never been, you know, at a point where I have both the isolation and the energy to do it. So like we talked about dancing. Um, it's something that like, as someone who generally has rhythm, again, like my body is just slow and I'm a long person. Um, so movement is not my forte, but I've been dancing. I've been really taking care of my body, whether that be the two-day juice cleanse that I almost snapped someone's neck doing, but I felt great <laughs> about it after. Um <laughs> I've been investing in like just doing stuff for my skin and my body. And I think what's good is like a lot of the things that really are about self-care and self-love really don't need to cost money. Even like the stuff that I've done for my skin and body. Um, I've done a lot of like homemade things, literally using like dried up coffee grounds and some um, coconut oil that we had sitting around. Um, I've been connecting with people that I haven't really connected with in a long time. Um, And really just anything that if you think, wow, like I wish I took more time to just read by myself or even say words of affirmation towards myself. Um, I think now is the time and now is also the time that you need it. So um, my big thing is if you start it now, don't think that the change in the situation when we're out of this nightmare means that you have to end it with that too um you know get into some good habits while you can and also just like figure out what things work for you and what things don't for example juice cleanses do not work for me I literally literally cried myself to sleep (laughs) both nights because I was so hungry and sad and I just wanted to chew something I can't imagine doing that Oh my God. In the worst part, quick sidebar. This will be the quickest story I ever tell. I didn't know that like, obviously there's a lot of pressed juiceries in California. And when you order it in Philadelphia, they have to ship it to you. So it takes a couple of days. But when you do it in California, you're literally getting it from the spot that's like a mile and a half away. And so I did it thinking that I was going to do it like two or three days later. And then it showed up at my front door. And I was like, I'm like, I'm doing a juice cleanse now. So I did it. It was great. I survived it. 
but I would never do it again. I've never heard the term juicery, and I kind of love that. Um, <laughs> like, sounds fancy. A juicery? It's I'm into it. juicery? <laughs> um, I, yeah, I have a couple of things that have, like, been working for me. I mentioned the, like, trying to work on one screen at a time. I'm not great at it, but I'm, like, more aware, so... Um, I'm going to try and stick with that. But I also, I, I'm, I'm very type A. I love to be organized. I have a lot of anxiety. And so if I like have a plan and I can stick to it, it, it helps me feel calmer and more in control and more, I don't want to use the word productive because I don't think we need to be productive right now, but I like the term fulfilled you know, like, mm-hmm. I, I still want to do things that make me feel good. And being the type A person that I am, that means checking things off a list. It's just, it's just who I am. I've, I've accepted it. Um, and so I do, each day I make a schedule for the next day. And I'm not super strict with it, that if I take longer to do something, or if something doesn't take as long, that I can't kind of enjoy those empty moments. But I, I wake up at the same time every day. And I like, I have breakfast and watch TV and then I like do whatever I want to do in the morning. Maybe it's read or, you know, I don't know, sit outside or go for a walk or whatever. But I, I literally plan my day like in chunks of time for like hours of the day to say, okay, from two to three, I'm going to do this from four to seven. I'm going to do this. And I, it just feels really nice. And it keeps me from just going down those social media rabbit holes or, you know, binging an entire show in a day and then going, well, now what am I going to do for the rest of the time I'm home? Because I don't have anything to watch. Um, so I don't know. Schedule is, is, is really helpful for me. And then I also um, have dabbled in a couple of online classes that there's a lot of free stuff out there right now. And there were some courses for like restaurant management certification and stuff like that, which is going to help me in my next career so I was like well I have all the time in the world I don't have a timeline for when this needs to be done there's no exam I just take this class and get a certificate and now these are things I can tell people I've done and that's going to benefit me when all of this is over there are days when I don't want to do it but I it feels really nice to to be engaging in something I'm passionate about Hmm. I love that cool I think we've successfully unpacked how to socialize and how to manage some ways through this thing. I don't think that what we shared is probably for everyone, but I don't think that that's the point. You know, I think that what we say is stuff that works for us. And if it works for you, great. But if not, find your own thing. Um, So uh, I think that this has been another episode of Let's Unpack That, Unpacking the Socialization, Unpacking the Socialization of Social Distance. Um, So Kathleen, Erica, thank you guys so much for joining me. It is always so great to have you. It's great to have both of you together. Yeah. Um, We finally met virtually. I know. know. Yeah. So weird. It's so weird that you guys haven't met. Um, So um, if you like this episode, please just share it with your friends. You know, as I shared it with Erica the other day, we had a quiet return, you know, and some of our listeners, TM, have not come back yet. Uh, I had to, I had to hit it. I realized I hadn't. Um, but some of our listeners haven't returned to the podcast yet. Um, I know it's harder to listen right now because people aren't driving, but um, if you have a friend that's stuck or a friend that is 
actively blowing up your phone to try to talk to you, why not just send in this podcast and say, hey, entertain yourself for 90 minutes. Uh, Leave me alone for an hour and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But as always, you can, you can send us feedback. You can share an episode um, at let's unpack that underscore podcast on Instagram or email us telling us if you loved it or hate it at let's unpack that pod at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week. I don't want to say what our topic is yet, but I think it's going to be a good one. So I will talk to you guys soon. Take care. Mm-hmm.